What's up, everyone, and welcome to Good Morning on Purpose, a daily podcast that aims to evoke a sense of positivity and possibility in your day. This is my first ever attempt at podcasting and serves as a process for me personally to overcome some obstacles and difficulties that I've experienced over the last many years, months, or even days. If nothing else, I can promise a positive or motivational message, an atmosphere of honesty, and a friendly hello from someone you've likely never met. Although there are many things in life that are likely out of your control, your perspective is yours alone, and from that perspective, the choices we make and the things we think impact our daily outcomes. So with that in mind, and without further ado, from me to you... Good morning. Today is March 1st, 2024. It's a Friday. It's in the mid to upper 40s right now. And it's a little bit rainy. Although I'll admit I actually haven't been outside yet. I've taken the time to slowly start my day and get some meditation in. And I'll be sure to get some time outdoors in just a little bit. Meditating this morning reminded me of the meditation session that I did last week on Wednesday. There was a program where a Sri Lankan Buddhist monk came and did a group guided meditation for 90 minutes. I went with a partner of mine and it was an interesting experience. It was cool to sit on cushions in the back of the room surrounded by dozens and dozens and dozens of other people following these instructions and taking some time to breathe and think about unity with the people in the room, with the people in my neighborhood, in the city, in the country, in the world, and to contemplate the concept of excellence and mutual empathy and well-being with the whole rest of the world. For me, in my practices, meditation tends to be a time to sit and find that sense of stillness where you're focusing on your breath so that you can allow thoughts to come and go so that you can sit and experience and appreciate the moment instead of casting yourself forward to the future or back into the past or even into imaginary spaces. It's often after I've been able to get to this space, which I can't always do, but after sitting in this space for quite a while and allowing all of these surface thoughts to settle, in that quiet space I'm able to have some moments of personal peace, which can really help to give myself the permission to rev up and go all out for the rest of the day. For me, and I'm sure other people can identify with this, there is usually a constant stream of thought flowing and it often jumps from one thing to another unless I'm really concentrating on something. This can be really mentally taxing and also makes it hard to have time for quiet and introspection. So after this, these meditation sessions where I'm able to quiet a lot of those surface thoughts, it's a great place to be at the beginning of a day to do that introspection and to pick some things to think about or explore without getting distracted by something I might have watched today or last night or a podcast episode I may have been listening to. That's really kind of about nothing or nothing extremely consequential to what I'd like to be thinking about at any given time. During the meditation sessions as well, it's it's interesting to see what thoughts come up sometimes because while you might have really basic things like a spike of anxiety or excitement about something that you have to do later that day or a pang of regret or frustration about something that happened in the previous day or week. Sometimes it's really completely random things and 
for me, ideally, I try to identify those ideas or those concepts and then just let them drift away so that the next one come, come up. I don't have to be worried that I'm going to forget or not have that idea again. It'll probably come back up, and that moment isn't the time to address that thought. But at other times, there are certain things that come up that do merit a little bit of analysis or inspection, and it can be a big relief to come to the end of a session and find myself somewhat empty or blank. It's from here that I'm often able to jump into some of my best writing, some of my best work, my best study, or even at times some of the better episodes of this podcast that I've done. There's a concept of tabula rasa, or blank slate, that was championed in John Locke's work, An Essay Covering Human Understanding. Locke's view was that knowledge stems from experience, and that when we're born, we, while we have some level of instinct or innate understanding about certain things, that our mind starts out as a blank slate. Locke's thoughts on sensory experience and the accumulation of ideas lay the groundwork for the concept of introspection. He encouraged people to examine their internal reactions, thoughts, and beliefs about things. And this paved the way for a method of self-knowledge that wasn't very prevalent in the world. It was this emphasis on individual autonomy and the pursuit of happiness that stems from the belief that knowledge comes from experience that led to a lot of our modern notions and models for personal freedom and self-determination. It also influenced a lot of our notions of individual liberty and religious toleration and influenced politics back in his days in the 1600s all the way up until now, where the tenets of life, liberty, justice, the pursuit of happiness, freedom of speech and civil rights are rooted in some of the things that he was thinking about. Locke also shared the sentiment that centuries of psychologists, philosophers, and physicians promoted about the idea that a healthy mind starts with a healthy body. He suggested that by exposing ourselves to hardship, we can learn resilience and self-discipline. In today's world, obviously we don't necessarily need to go jumping in and out of fires or falling off of things in order to grow, especially as adults. But it's one reason why, in addition to all of the potential health benefits, effective exercise programs can be very helpful not just for our overall health and fitness, but also for our mental health. Pushing ourselves to overcome physical challenges on a regular basis has been shown to have an influence on how well we can handle stressful situations and even emotional hardship. Locke also mentions the concepts of esteem and disgrace and how it can impact our behavior. Have you ever had a moment where you look back and you just cringe? You just, the embarrassment or stress of something that you did or a situation that you caused just leaves a pit in your stomach. Your stomach drops and you just can't help but groan and think, I can't believe that that happened or I can't believe that I did that. Hopefully you've got plenty of moments of esteem where you're extremely proud of yourself or you can identify something really cool or amazing that you did as well. Holding on to these moments is really common, but I think that it can be challenging at times to really learn and grow from these moments intentionally. And it's during times of introspection that I often try to sit with those moments and parse through how I feel about them and what I did learn from them, instead of just the feeling of elation or disgrace. Another great concept Locke introduced in his essay about education describes habits of self-denial and restraint being essential for moral development. 
My default, of course, is to apply these concepts, self-denial and restraint, to things like fitness or nutrition, to wellness, to mental health. But really, in your own personal life, I think that this is based on how you want to live your life, what your personal goals are, what your habits are, what your strengths and your flaws might be. It's deeply personal for you, and of course, leads to this concept of introspection once again. The funny thing is that I don't think the introspection as a word or concept really existed when Locke was thinking about these things. I think it developed over time and, and was influenced by and from a lot of his writing. In general, in today's world, in 2024, I think it's really easy to live in a stream of experiences dictated by what other people are saying or reading or conveying through entertainment media. It's really easy to wake up, check social media, see what everyone else is saying, to listen to podcasts or music or talk radio or sports radio. Of course, you want to follow the rules and do the things that you're supposed to do based on research or industry knowledge about whatever it is that you do for a living. And similarly, when we're studying and doing research, we want to adhere to the thought process of the modern day impression of what's correct and incorrect. Living our lives like this can make it difficult to have moments of introspection because much of what we're kind of thinking and doing is based on what other people are telling us to think and do. It can even be hard to have good conversations about deeper meaningful topics, especially in multiple or diverse settings. Having challenging conversations where, based on our experiences, the things we've, been, we've seen and learned ourselves versus the things that we've been taught, it can seem like we all have very divergent experiences and divergent impressions of what life is or what society is or should be. This is where I especially feel that introspection is important. It's more than okay to be in a space of hours or even days absorbing information, ideas and perspectives on life, work, academic concepts, and fiction, but it's important to take time to sit in what you truly think and feel, not just based on the last few weeks or months, but based on your personal life experience, and then taking that and comparing it to what you know to be true about other people or about the world as a whole. I think sometimes we latch on to ideas or concepts or facts that we've been told or that we've seen somewhere, and it can become deeply ingrained in what we think and who we are. And at times we haven't really necessarily taken the time to challenge that thought or concept, to really sit with it and decide how we feel and how it lines up with what we know to be true. In my opinion, the best way to find times for introspection is to facilitate times of self-discovery, self-education, and exploration of things that you're interested in or that you enjoy. If you're really committed, you can do the same with things that you don't enjoy or that challenge you, so that you can develop a better sense of understanding or even mastery over things that haven't quite hit your life experience. And while we can do these things really easily on the internet now, through googling and other means, I think it's also really important that we have hands-on experiences with things. This doesn't just mean go outside and touch grass or hug trees or go for walks and look at the sky like I've been doing. It can mean going an hour or two down the road to somewhere you've never been, traveling to another state or country, speaking with people that you've never spoken to, asking questions and learning things about the physical world in your own time for yourself. And you can do this with other people. I think that sharing this experience with other people, having an account of what you thought, experienced, and felt, and then comparing it with what someone else felt, is a great way to learn about the world today. And maybe all of this is culminating to something really simple that you feel is really obvious and doesn't merit 
a podcast episode of however long this is, but I'm absolutely sure that there are people out there who do understand the kind of lifestyle that I'm talking about. I have definitely had spans of time where I find myself spending much more time doing things than I spend thinking about things or understanding how things are or why things are the way they are. For me, even if I have a completely busy day up ahead of me, for me, it's in my morning routine after I've meditated for about 10 minutes trying to clear my mind of many of these surface things that I can sit in introspection and I can even pick a topic for that day. For some people it's journaling, for other people it's speaking with other people, and for some people it's just thinking. But when we commit to experiential learning and break periods of introspection, we can gain a better sense and understanding of who we are and how we relate to the world. Or at the very least, if we do this on a regular basis, increase the odds that we're going to have a good morning on purpose. The music today was by Scott Buckley, and you can find more information about the tracks that I used in the show notes. Introspection was a really interesting concept that I came across a few weeks ago and wanted to talk about, but I was trying to read Locke's essay covering human understanding, and it was taking me a good bit of time. So I decided to just come out and speak about it generally. As an interesting anecdote, the whole first section, called The Epistle to the Reader, is describing how he came up with this essay, and that it came about from him sitting with a group of friends, talking about life, and realizing that there were these concepts that they couldn't all agree on or didn't have a good definition for. He says that he originally wanted to write this essay in a page or less, but that the concept kept growing and growing, and it's amazing to think about the fact that we still have this document today, and that it's the basis for so much of how our lives are. It's just another testament to how great conversation with a group of really good friends can be not just helpful and healing for you, but could even lead to a whole new frameworks of thought, concept, philosophy, and psychology. Through March, I'm hoping to explore more concepts like this. I hope that this has been interesting to you. I'll try to make sure I mix it up just in case it's not for some people, and I'll catch you in the next episode.